welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have a great show for you today, per usual. <laughs> That's a gross thing to say about your own show, but I did it anyway. And the reason why today's show is extra special is because I have Darren Carp on the show. Now, if you're a Bravo junkie the way that I am, and I'm sure most of you listening are, she is Andy Cohen, our leader's right-hand gal. So she is Andy's assistant. She's also a talent in and of herself. She co-hosts a podcast called Martinis and Murder with a friend of mine, John Thrasher. Uh, John is actually one of Matt's best friends, so we love John. But she co-hosts with John, Martinis and Murder. So if you're a fan of the true crime genre, be sure to check that out. It's a fantastic true crime podcast. She also hosts Bravo's weekly pregame, and she's been on, you know, she's hosted Ask Andy online, and she's she's fantastic. And she's been with Andy through countless housewives. She was with him over the scary island years. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all things Bravo. She's going to give us the scoop, the tea, whatever the kids are saying now. <laughs> she's going to give us all the, the tea, the crumpets, all of it. She, you know, it's all going to be happening. And I can't wait for her to for her to come out here. Before I get to Darren, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. There's an everything iconic Facebook group. I also want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring the show. And if you want to help out this show and get access to all the bonus episodes, there's Housewives Recaps, all sorts of things over there. Just go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. And for four dollars more per month. You get access to all the bonus stuff. All you do is go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, click become a patron, and donate $4 or more per month. And more importantly, that money just helps to support this show. Thank you very much. I love you all that are over there, and I love you all for listening. Now, I want to get to my interview with Darren. Please check out Martinis and Murder. Please enjoy this chat. We are literally breaking down all of it, everything. We're going to be talking Southern Charm, Vanderpump. Flipping out. I want to ask her about Jeff and Jenny. Like she knows it all. So we're going to be asking her all. Here it is. Here she is. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, guys, I'm here with Darren Carp. Darren is, of course, infamously Andy's assistant. Infamously? I, I kind of, oh, right? yeah, I guess that's right. Infamously. <laughs> do, people, do a lot of people recognize you on the street and do they, are they like, oh my God, Andy's assistant? Um, actually, I've gotten recognized a few times in New York. Um, you know, I look like everyone else in New York because I wear all black. So I look like homeless slash a hacker. So I guess I don't really <laughs> like, not that I would be famous anyway, but I do get noticed a lot. Um, that recently I did an auto trader commercial with him that plays right. literally all the time. All the time. I was going to bring that up. It's, I feel like it's on TV every fucking second. And I apologize for that. No. Like, I genuinely apologize for that. I did not know. And it's funny because my girlfriend, like, will be walking down the street and if, like, a girl looks at me, I'll say to Carson, my girlfriend, I'm like, um, they find me attractive. And she's like, no, they don't, sweetie. They recognize you from the fucking auto trader commercial. I'm like, no, but they find me cute. She's like, no, they don't. No, they don't. I'm like, 
All right, fine. How long have you been with Carson? I'm going to get deep for a second. Go deep. Um, I've been with her for four years. We just had our four-year anniversary uh, two weeks ago. And how did you guys meet? We met on Tinder. <gasps> yeah, scandal. Uh, she was on Tinder for one day. You know, I took questions from the Everything Iconic Facebook group. Yes. And somebody said there was like a story about you having to call your girlfriend's or talk to your girlfriend's parents. Is that um, that was an ex-girlfriend of mine. Okay. I'm assuming they, they, they were mentioning something that was bad that happened to me because it's not a positive story. I don't know if you want right. to get, I don't know if you want to get dark. I wouldn't mind. I mean, <laughs> hey, I don't I mind getting dark. I just don't want to like. I had all these other questions though. There were so much lighter. Like, who's your favorite housewife? But no, just... we can get. Well, I, I can say the story very quickly because um, it's not long, unfortunately. But the girl I dated before Carson, I was set up with and she was an actress from Alabama. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was brought up in Northern New Jersey. Like my parents were hippies. I've smoked pot with my parents, like very, very chill. They've accepted me for who I am way long ago before I even knew who I was. And I was dating this girl and she wanted to go back to her family to come out for me during the holidays. And I was, um, giving the, I do like watch happens live gifts at the end of the year. I always like make something cool or something sweet. And I was making these jackets and I was handing them out. And I got a call when I was in Andy's office with this girl's mom and I picked up the phone and I was like, Hey babe, like, you know, I'm just like a positive person. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think that shit existed in 2014. My naively. Sure. So, and it was this girl, Evan, her mother. And she was just like, is this like Darren Carp? And I was like, yeah, like just so nice pants. to meet you. Yeah. And she was just like, you fucking faggot. I don't <sighs> know what Evan told you. I have a shotgun and I'll ram it down your faggot queer throat oh and I'll God. blow your head off. If you ever talk to my daughter again. And I like hear <sighs> my girl, like this girlfriend at the time, you know, crying in the background oh and like God. just sobbing. And she was like, Evan, it's where, that was her name. She's like, Evan, get on the line and tell this faggot that <sighs> you choose me over <sighs> her. And like, I'm hearing through Evan's sobs that like, you know, she's like, I choose my mom, you know, oh. and like I naively, I was like, I think you're underestimating the happiness I bring to your daughter's life. Uh, that wasn't the right thing to say. Yeah. And I've never heard from her ever again. But I mean, in a moment like that, that's, I wouldn't, I don't know what to say in the moment almost any time, but it's like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have it. No idea how to respond. I to was it. more shocked than anything. I wasn't like hurt by the words. Like, okay, I get to go back to work for Andy Cohen at Bravo in New York City, and this girl has to go back to Alabama. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't the victim. The right. daughter the was. Daughter Evan was. was. Yeah. yeah. And I felt horrendous for her. And I just went into Andy's office and I said to him, I've never cried at work, but I'm so shook. I just need you to just like sit here with me. Right. And he was like, oh my God, like 100%. Like, yeah. Hugging me and being like a good dad. So you know, I'm from Ohio, and it's hard where sometimes. From Ohio. Oh, where? I wonder where. where? Um, right outside Cleveland and like Shaker Heights. Oh my god, I'm from Solon, which is like right there. Oh, we're like from the same area. Yeah, you guys are. Uh, wow. Also, Molly Shannon's from Shaker Heights. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. funny. Everyone's uh, from fucking Ohio, man. Yeah. After I dated someone from Ohio, I was like, Ohio is everywhere. <laughs> Jesus. I love Ohio. Oh, <laughs> when I was younger, I remember Molly Shannon, like, was, she was eating at a restaurant in Chagrin Falls, which is this nearby place. Yeah. And, uh, my friend who worked at the restaurant called me and she's like, Molly Shannon's here. And we rushed and met her and she was so sweet. And she's like, uh, this was, I don't know. Molly That's neither Sh here nor there. Molly is sweet, though. The sweetest she's woman like, ever. She's so nice because she's yeah. from Ohio. Yeah, she is. <laughs> um, but I sometimes I've lived in uh, L.A. for so long and I lived in Chicago before. And sometimes I think living in a big city, you forget that there are smaller parts where being gay is not as I should have known not to like generalize, but like I should have known she was Baptist from Alabama. Like yeah. I should have. Yeah. I should have expected yeah. the worst. 
Um, tell me how you got the gig working with Andy. So Switching. I, no, yeah, I know. It's like, up, oh, bag it to this. Um, I, I was started out as an NBC page. I've always wanted to be a game show host. That's my dream job. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you know what an NBC page is, but it's like Kenneth from 30 yeah. rock, you know? And so I did that. I got that job out of college and a job came out when I was an NBC page. I was about eight and a half months in to be the production development coordinator for a guy named Andrew Cohen. And he had a show on TV at the time called Watch What Happens Live, and it was on for like one or two nights a week. This wasn't when he was the Andy Cohen that we know now. This was when he was just starting. He was just starting. Like, it had just shifted kind of from like digital to on air. You know, maybe like it was on air for like a year or two. He was famous, but not famous, not celebrity, you know, and I didn't want the job, and I never watched Bravo, and I never saw his show, and I hated all the housewives, and I didn't want to be an assistant. I like genuinely looked down on it. Yeah. I wanted to be like a reporter in Iowa and work my way up and just do all that. And then my page bosses, they, they, I missed the deadline to apply and they pulled me in and they were just like, there's going to be no other job that we think is fit for you, given the fact that what you want to do. They were like, your personality is really mesh. He's an insane Rolodex. You could learn a lot from him. And it's at a great like budding network because um, back then Bravo was like number 27. Now we're like number five. Wow. So I kind of came in at the right time. And um, I was like, whatever. I've got nothing else going on. Let me do it. So I applied for interviews by the second or third one. Oh I got four interviews. Four. Two with HR, one with his previous assistant, who's a guy, and then Andy. And yeah. Andy, when I met with him, he pulled me in his office. He was just like, what's your favorite Bravo show? What's your least favorite Bravo show and why? What'd you like, say? I said my favorite was Millionaire Matchmaker because it teaches me oh what God, to Darren, do on dates with it. women. I just okay. wanted to like bring yeah. in the gay thing. Like, how could I naturally mm-hmm, weave this? Mm-hmm. We're family. And then I said inside the actor's studio. But wait, backing up. Hold on. Let's back up. Back up. Patty Stanger's my arch nemesis. And I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much of a reason other than I watched every episode of Millionaire Matchmaker, every single one. Me too. Hated her. <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was the <laughs> but worst. But you watched. But I kept watching. Why? Because it was almost, I don't know. It, she said the most awful things. I got, and I hated when she had gay people on. She'd be like, who takes it up the ass? And you know what I, I know, mean? Like, she it was, was just, or she would tell a different time. people with curly hair to like straighten their hair. It was like oh, so. Oh, she was so mean. She's like, you need a boob job. You need a facelift. You need to fix your teeth. You need to fix your face. So, it's like, she was the worst. What happened there? Do you know what happened? I don't know. I mean, I know that she had another show on TV. I want to say like. She uh, moved to maybe Wii TV or something. Wii. I wanted to say Lifetime, Wii. Yeah, I was thinking something. Wii, Lifetime or TLC. So in that genre, um, you know, but I just felt there, like it ran its, run its course at yeah. Bravo. So there, I don't. There was no like big blow up because I feel like towards the end of her run, she was getting more and more. She was saying more and more ridiculous things, or maybe like the culture at large was changing. So some of the things she was saying, hundred percent. When she left, I remember I was single, and she was like, "I really want to set you up on my show." And I was like, "Well, I'm not a millionaire, number one." Yeah. And I was like, "I don't know if I have the the wherewithal to be on this show." I just thought it was a good show. Literally, he was entertaining to watch. But yeah, she wasn't. She was a to your point, yeah. Like I would never go up to someone and be like, "You need to fix your face." Like I just would never right. say that. Right. But it was, it was something that I knew that I could talk about. If that makes sense, I never I totally watched makes sense. any mm-hmm. Bravo. And what was the other one inside the Actors Studio? Yeah, which I think I'm the only person ever to say that. Like one of my favorite Bravo shows of all time was Work of Art. Work of Art. Do you remember that yes, SJP vaguely, executive yes, 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 yes. It was yes, like yes, Project yes. One Way with artists. Yeah. I loved it. Like, I was the weird Bravo viewer, like, on the outlier. 
Sure. Um, and then he was like, well, what's your least favorite? And I said, all the housewives. <sighs> and I, I, like, I could tell like now it'd be like clutching his pearls. Like, just like, I can't believe this person is saying this to me. Like, this is my bread and, bu-. you know, yeah. like he created it. Like, and I was just like, I can't relate to them. And, you know, I just, they're just like tough for me to watch. And I basically left that interview being like, there's no way I'm getting this. Like Maybe I he was- insulted this person. Yeah. And he took me six days later and he's like, I feel like I got you. You were the only interview that I ever laughed in. And I feel like I got your personality. And now being with him for eight years, I feel like he didn't want an assistant back then who was going to freak out every time Bethany or Ramona or Sonia came through the door. He needed me to be a professional. And because I was so not in love with Bravo, that made me more professional. Now, since getting hired, did you fall in love with the housewives or like, how did this, how did that transition happen because you watch them now i am watch all of them now and i'm obsessed with them now and i like know them personally um you know i mean listen i knew that if i was on the job and i wanted to do it well i needed to know what the network was about i think in media you just really need to immerse yourself in everything and so i was like let me give this a shot and you know it just got hooked and we have tvs at our desk at nbc which is Good Amazing. and bad. Yeah, yeah. My dad's always like, how do you get any work done with TV there? And I'm like, well, we're in the industry, so we can kind of like, you know, have <laughs> it in the background. We're supposed to watch its research. Yeah. And now I watch all of them, and I genuinely think it's one of the best shows on television, the whole franchise. So what are your, what's your favorite, what's your favorite franchise? Like, what other shows on Bravo do you love right now? Okay, that's a good question. Vanderpump Rules is probably my favorite show. So great. Like, of yeah. all, because I, those people are my age, and right. I get them, and I know them, and they're kind of my friends. I never watched Beverly Hills or OC. I only ever watched the East Coast. I really only watched New York, New Jersey, and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I find Atlanta to just be like laugh out loud funny. They're funny gals. As is yeah. OC. Like once I got into OC, I was like, it is so just real funny. Like these people are, there's no like airs about them. They just yeah. see the funniest one liners. I mean, I'm from New Jersey and I live in New York. So those are always just going to be, New York City is like always going to be my favorite one. You know, I was listening to Andy's radio show and he was talking about New York, the trailer for the upcoming yes. season, right? Yes. And which I hear is good. It's good, right? You've it's seen good. it. Yeah. It's a great. Yeah. I heard it was. It's good. Um, Casey Wilson was on. And I heard yeah. that and I texted her. I was like, what did you, what was the trailer like? And she's like, it's amazing. And yeah. I got so excited. I was like, oh, thank God. It is really good. Uh, but uh, New York, I feel like is he said on a show, it's an enigma. It's like every yeah. season is good. It never fails to deliver. Like those girls are just fin- phenomenal. I've never felt like it dipped. I think some yeah. people always thought like Jules Weinstein only yeah. on for a season. I was like, yeah, but she brought something right. Like every single one of them. And listen, we were talking before this about team Bethany, team Carol. And like, there's always somebody who has an opinion about it, you know? Yeah. And I love that. That's polarizing. Like, no matter what mm-hmm. side you fall on or if you care, if you don't, everyone knows, like, what Team Bethany and Team Carol is. It's a right. phenomenon. And I find that the seasons that are most compelling amongst all of these shows yeah. are when there are sides like that. It's 100%. Like, if you are, if the viewers are forced to take sides, it gets us all talking. We all yes. unite over that. And you're Team Carol, too, which was controversial. And I'm so Team was Carol. I, which yes. I got a lot of hate we talked about. But Oh, my God. Like, kicked out of, like, bars. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I, I just I genuinely liked Carol. Speaking of the word faggot i got quite a few dms that were calling me that name i mean that's just (laughs) embrace that term because i was like okay then i am a faggot like i guess i I guess here i am i know right Uh, but it was such a thrilling season last season because of that not because of the fag dms but because because of the polarization sonia's transformation like i felt like last season she was just this 
budding flower and this adult and like, you know, Luann tripping and falling into Kilo Mexico <laughs> to now like having to come to terms with her divorce and going through rehab. These are real people. Like right. they go through real things. Like it's, I hate when people say that it's scripted or this and that, cause it's really one of the only reality shows that really isn't right. like everything on Bravo is real. Yeah. It's edited, but yeah. it's real. You, I mean, you can't write that. The stuff that's going that's on. That's the thing. And I, I actually think on some of the shows, I feel like occasionally there's a moment where you feel like it was maybe prodded by producers. And to me, it sticks out so much when we get one of those scenes because I'm like, right. oh, this feels so different than what is 90% of the show. It doesn't feel authentic. Right. But either way, no one's ever going to say like, Bethany, say this one line or like, that's Bethany. Right. Like, she just says that stuff. Ramona, I mean, come on. I mean. What, uh... Do you, who, what a housewife from New York would you, do you think maybe got a bad rap or should come back or, or one that's fallen that you love most besides Carol's gone, but. I mean, listen, I think Dorinda got a bad, I mean, I love Dorinda so much, but I think the whole, like you're drunk or a drunk really did hurt you're her. A drunk. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and like, even at the reunion, it was like, I'm not sure Bethany knows. Like, is she apologizing? I don't know if she really realized what she had said. What Bethany had said to Dorinda. Yes. What Bethany had said to Dorinda, which, you know, Dorinda claimed she called her a drunk, which is different than saying you're "You're drunk. drunk. And, you know, that can really, these people have kids, these people Mm -hmm. have businesses, and that can really be a damaging proposition. I mean, I was kind of upset when Carol left only because I liked her so much. In New York, you know, I never minded. Um, I mean, I thought Kristen Takeman was so hot that I just like beautiful, couldn't yeah. handle myself as a housewife. I, I don't really have an opinion because yeah. I just was like <laughs> drooling every time I saw her on the screen. Sometimes these women, we need someone fun to look at too, though. Like totally. I, uh, Cynthia's great to look at on Atlanta. Like I, She's, I just want to look at her. She was on Watch What Happens Live last night, and eternally is just the most gorgeous Stunning. person in the world. Like, yeah. I'm like, how are people made like this? I have no yeah. idea. Um, you know, I mean like Jill Zarin has always been in the back of our minds and everyone's sort of been talking about her with Bobby's funeral this last season. I'd be really curious to see what happens when she comes back. And so Jill's coming back, but she's not coming back much, right? It's just going to be a couple appearances. Yeah. You know how like we, there's like friends of housewives that are like yeah. appear, but they're not in every single episode. It's kind of like a, a try it like a trial not saying we're trying her out but it's like a little bit like let's see how the see how audience, the audience takes you and let's see how the women take you no, and now it seems like we've seen the trailer for beverly hills coming out it seems like brandy that this upcoming season like yes. uh, from what i've heard she only makes one or two appearances too yeah but it seems like it might be a trial run because she was very polarizing towards the end of her run extremely brandy is just fascinating because yeah. she literally says what's on her mind all the time yeah all the time. Yeah, yeah. For better or for, for worse. Better or for so that's going to be interesting to see how the other women, because I mean, the other women do evolve. Like, as women leave the show, some of them have been on for, I mean, Vicki Gunvalson in OC has been on for like 13 years. Yeah. Like, that is a career. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And you really get to see the evolution of it. So I'm curious to see how all of them sort of interact and weave and... Yeah. Who do you want to come back? Um, I like Brandy on the show. I don't, okay. I think towards the end, it was time for her to go like yeah. towards the end of her run. But then I think, you know, I watched her on Celebrity Big Brother. I loved her on that, which I think most people who watch Celebrity Big Brother saw the, the Brandy that we loved when she first came on Housewives. I mean, remember so, when Brandy and Sheena had like the crossover oh in Vanderpump God, Rules? Darren. Because of like... It was everything. It was amazing. It's like five years ago, and I was like, "That's still one of the best moments ever." And like, we don't talk about it anymore. But I was like, "This is great." We also don't talk about. We don't talk about Sheena's dead tooth enough either. Do you remember that time when she had that gray tooth? Like that. I know. You know. I feel bad that she was on camera with that 
dead tooth but it was such a funny like there was like a crossover episode just something about you saying dead tooth it's just like killing me right now for a while i was like i think matt damon had a dead tooth but that's neither here nor there but i i don't know if he still does anyway i love yeah. what about aside from housewives are there other yeah. what are your other favorite shows vanderpump rules do you watch like shaw's married to medicine i do watch shaw's i've been dipping out a little bit of married to medicine just because there's so many cuts i mean i watch yeah. dirty john i watch million dollar listing you know i try i watch below deck i try and keep up with everything that we have there's going on but literally there's always two housewives and I have to be able to talk to so many women that like even that is like a second job for me. Right. And I already have eight jobs. Right. So I try and much watch as much as possible. Now, let Southern me, Charm I watch as well. Yeah, Southern Charm is great. Let me ask you – and Ashley's, I think, dipping – it was reported she's going to be dipping in and out next season too, which is going to yes, be – Yes, my best friend's the showrunner. So I always get sort of like the ins and outs of – in the inner workings of everything So tell me on. what's going on with Ashley. I mean, listen, I think the T-Rav thing – uh, she stuck by her man last reunion and for better or for worse, like that's for your, worse, though. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I would, I have done that. No, but like far be it for me to say like what goes on behind closed doors. Cause remember sure. like everyone has their different relationships and different acceptances. I mean, it's, I find it fascinating that she would do that, but you know, I mean, listen. You're right, though. You never know what's going on behind closed doors you with relationships. You never know what they say, mm-hmm. what they agree to. They could have an open relationship. They could have this. They could have that. So, I mean, I'm just curious to see how she interacts now without him, with yeah. the cast. You know, I was reading this morning, I think, uh, that she has another boyfriend, but not. she's, like, pretending to – oh, wait. No, what did I read? She, on, she posts photos with Thomas, but then yeah. she claims that they're just friends, but they're really together, but then – there's some other reason behind it. It was on Tamara Tattles or something. People can go look it up. Anyway. It's always hard to keep track of like there's so where many, yeah. T-Rev is too. Because I'm always like, is he arrested? Is he not? I don't know. It's very fascinating. But he won't be on next season, right? Yeah. He's gone. He's gone. And so Ashley, was she? do you know what she brought back? I, I had read that maybe the producers were trying to trick the cast. Like the cast didn't know she was going to be showing up to certain events. You do your research, oh, yeah, don't Darren, you? Darren, I know my shit. You know your <laughs> shit. I'm like, oh when my I, god! I don't know anything about sports. Uh, I see. That's where the <laughs> no lesbian in me the- comes in. Like me and you need to hang out because right. then I feel like we'd be the perfect straight person. Right. 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 We make up the perfect person. <laughs> we really. Would. I have no idea who's in the Super Bowl. Like, not a clue. Right. Well, <laughs> but I do know that it's Ashley funny appeared. because the L.A. Rams are in the Super Bowl, and you live in Los Angeles, and that's fine. Like, <laughs> wouldn't I, know it. Yeah, wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't know it. Not not interested. And you tried to talk to me about football the other day at the studio because we were watching the game and I just hate the Patriots. <laughs> and I'm like the only lesbian on the staff. So it was like, of course, not to be stereotypical, but I was like, you know, whatever, watching. And Andy's like, so yeah, like that's bad, right? That they just did that. And I was like, don't try and be interested <laughs> in football. Real mass. I was sometimes, like, stay in your lane. <laughs> sometimes on Watch What Happens Live, he'll talk about sports. And my I like totally glaze over. Like my eyes glaze over. I'm like, I don't know. Well, he's the biggest Cardinals fan. Baseball so fan, he right. loves baseball. I mean, his dog is named Waka. So he'll go into that. Baseball is his sport. Right. Uh, you mentioned game shows. Did you ever pitch a game show to Bravo? That's um, what I've pitched many game shows all around. I've done two game show pilots for Oxygen. Uh, yeah, I've pitched many game shows. I do it all the time. What's your favorite game show of all time? Like, what do you... Well, that's a really good question. I think let's make a deal, but not necessarily with Wayne Brady, although I have nothing against him. Um, but Monty Hall was like the first game show host ever that I just like fell in love with that I loved. And Gene Rayburn on Match Game. I mean, Gene Rayburn was an NBC page and that's really how I found out about it because I was like researching how these game shows came to be. 
Right. Um, and so back at like the 60s, 70s, like plaid suits, long, thin mic, just like a different, simpler time. Those yeah. are my favorites. Yeah. Uh, I want to hop back into Housewives for a second. Yeah, hop I, back we in. We took a little detour about game shows, but here it's we go. It's fine. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Uh, are there any other Housewife franchises in the works? There's rumors about a San Antonio thing that was filmed. Yes. Um, you know, listen, we have seven. So there's a lot. The funny thing is, is people always just want more and more housewives. Yeah. It really does depend on casting. Like we really have to find like, it's not necessarily the city, right? Because there's so many like Miami, like that was a great city. Like, yeah. how could you not have something of Miami or even DC? But it really has to be the right cast and the right polarized polarization. Yeah, because yeah. you can't just ha- you don't put it's not real world. You're not putting like seven mm-hmm. random women together. No, you need to put in women who are friends who have relationships with enemies, who have polarizing personalities. And so it takes, like Dallas took us a long time to develop. It just took a while. And now I think it's where it so is, needs to be. Yeah. Oh my God, I love those women so, so, so yeah. much. Uh, but Dallas would have been like the main city. You know what I mean? You know, I think Miami gets a bad rap, but I always say season two of Miami was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Just, Joanna like, Krupa. Joanna oh, Gore, oh. the most stunning, and, and um, Lord. her husband, too. Was, he was, like, Whatever the hottest. His, I don't even I mean, <laughs> the two of them, you're not like asking disgusting. the right person. I'm like, she had a husband? I'm like, I, I, I was Ricardo. just staring at her the entire time. <laughs> I want to say Ricardo, but it wasn't Ricardo. Now I can't think. Roman. Roman, Roman, Roman. Roman. Yeah, they but, were the most stunning people. But So stunning. But you think, like, Chicago would be cool, Seattle, but it really has to just be the right. The right group. It's hard to bring in... Like, even when Dallas and Potomac, I felt like they were the ugly stepchildren for a little while. Like, fans didn't want to like them. Now they're huge hits. Now everyone likes them. But it does – it takes a while for the fans to kind of, like, come with us. So it's a lot to develop just that. Um, But so what is the San Antonio project? Because there's, like, all these rumors about the Mm -hmm. San Antonio show that was filmed and people are – on the cast or whoever was in it are, are alluding to it being a housewife show. You know, I, it's funny because my other best, my best friend who does Southern Charm is also the showrunner on that show. Um, You know, there was filming going on. I can't really confirm or deny if it's going to be Housewives or not. That's just like way above my pay grade. Sure. And it really, that, that will come out. Like when I see the first episode, I will know. Yeah. Um, But it is, it was taking place in Texas and there was filming going on and very gorgeous, you know, group of women that are. I mean, even something like uh, Dallas wasn't a Housewives at first, was it? Like, or well, there was like Ladies of London, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like we test out other things. Dallas, I think maybe not. Maybe not when we were developing it, but then I think it just was like, no, we got to make this Housewives. Uh, what do you think happened with Ladies of London? It's just not having this it's conversation not back, right? Not to my knowledge. Yeah. I mean, it was so weird because I was having dinner last night um, with a Jersey housewife, Margaret Joseph. She's like, oh, I love fr- Margaret. I love her. And we were all hanging out, and they were like. We really want to – like, we loved Ladies of London. Like, all of my gay guy friends yeah. loved Ladies of London. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone – a lot of people Caroline want Caroline Stanbury. Back. Yeah. Yes. Would they ever do something – would you guys – would Bravo ever take someone like Caroline Stansbury? I think she – does she live in L.A.? I don't know. But would would you guys She's ever here all move – the time. Yeah. Would you ever move someone – or Leah Black lives in L.A. half the time. Yeah. Would that ever happen where you would – one show doesn't work out, but maybe – that talent is friends with other people in another franchise. Well, Cynthia Bailey, the other night on Watch What Happens Live, intimated that she's really, because Mike Hill, her boyfriend, lives here. She was like, well, I really like live in L.A. now. And they were like, but what about Lake Bailey in Atlanta? And she's like, no, I still live there. But then there was talk. We were all like, kind of like, oh, my God, is she going to join the cast of like Beverly Hills? Like, that'd be insane. That'd be so weird. But I think it, it's all about chemistry, right? Like, you don't want anyone to be on the outskirts. I mean, that's sort of what happened with Phaedra. She had bad rap with a lot of the ladies. and so. 
I think it's totally possible. I mean, I would really love to see like the OC women in New York and the yeah. Jersey women in Beverly Hills, right? Like I would love a crossover like that. I lo- uh, New York or Beverly Hills and New York have done crossovers before and I love them. Yeah, because Kyle and Bethany are actually mm-hmm. friends and like, you know, they bring sort of each other in, but never like full like housewife swap, sure. which I think would just be great. Oh, it would be so amazing. Uh, let's talk about flipping out. Is yeah. flipping out coming back? Is it done? There was all this stuff with Jeff and Jenny. Yeah, I think, uh, and that's, I believe, still going on. And I believe they don't have a really much of a friendship anymore. I mean, Jeff really gives it all on Radio Andy. So yeah. if you want any of the real-time updates, um, Jeff Lewis will be your guy to go to on Radio now, Andy. wait, let me stop you. Yeah. So on Radio Andy, he gets in trouble a lot, right? He does. Now, is it real trouble? Like, he's intimated that Andy will text him and say, like, you need to stop talking about this or that. Yeah. Is that real or is this, like, Andy just having fun with Jeff? No, I think it is. I mean, Andy, you know, he cares. He has his own brand on Sirius, but, like, he's a Bravo exec. And, like, there are things that you just can't talk about because once you talk about it, you know what I mean? Like, you want to give the fans something to live for. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so a lot of times Jeff will just say – like I've I pride myself on trying to like play the fence. Like I don't know certain things. I plead ignorant and I'll just say like I don't know. Um but Jeff does and he certainly knows about his own show. So Andy will be like, "No, you can't say that like yeah. you were renewed or canceled when Bravo hasn't even made that call yet." Yeah. You know what I mean? And he'll just be like, "Bravo's going to fire me. Bravo's going to fire me." Like you just can't say I that, don't dude. Say that. Yeah. Especially if you're like working on a contract negotiation or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. I will say uh, the Jeff and Jenny thing was real, but when like rumors were starting to start about that and I heard about it, I thought that was going to be the best like promotional stunt play for flipping out. And I and I was really like, this is the best yeah. ad campaign ever. And they were like, it's not an ad camp. Like it really happened. And yeah. I was like, oh shit. Okay. You know, I jumped on board because of that. What I thought was an ad campaign. I was I hadn't watched Flipping Out for years, and I was like, I'm going to watch the season because I was right. interested in that dynamic. And then by the end of it, I thought it was devastating that to see those two Horrible. going at it because yeah, they had a real friendship. Yeah, it seemed yeah. so real, and it was very upsetting. And then I thought, I don't know how this show can go on without them as friends or without Jenny because I. Although I think Jeff makes great TV, I think he's also very polarizing. And I think Jenny always balanced him really well. Because she's like the sweetheart. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She's the she's the reasoning behind Jeff's like absolute insanity. And the thing is, is Jeff knows that he's insane. Like he knows yeah. that he's crazy. Yeah. But Jenny was the type of person that she's approachable. You wanted mm-hmm. to have a drink with Jenny. You know what I mean? And Jeff could swing by for a beer, but like you really wanted to have it with Jenny. Yeah. I don't know how it could go on without Jenny. Like they'd have to find someone. I, I don't think any of the other people that populate that show have that that quality that Jenny, that likability, or I don't know what the right word is, that Jenny had No, has. absolutely. The energy that she had. I mean, even Zoila, I think, loves oh, Jenny. I miss Zoila. <laughs> I, oh. I want Zoila and Marlene, Margaret Joseph's uh, like housekeeper, <laughs> to have a spinoff. I like love it so much. What, what do you... The Jersey reunion filmed, right? Yes, What are did. you hearing about it? Or what do you know about um, it? It is... It was literally so good. It really? will not disappoint anybody oh i, I can't say wait that there is a lot of tea that was spilled a lot of questions that people have about melissa and Teresa and jack all of them get hashed out at the reunion do you think are melissa and Teresa? is there like a feud there or that is that really done done um there is definitely is a feud there i mean you can yeah. see it throughout the season like and it, you know i think it's not like four or five years ago feud where they literally were just clawing each other's eyes up because I think Melissa is really trying to be, I mean, they are sisters, you know, in a way. 
And it's uh, interesting you say Melissa is trying to because we. I feel like it well, doesn't Teresa, seem like Teresa really trying. And to be fair, listen, Teresa has four daughters. She's, she's raising busy. them on her own, and she's trying to be like a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and this and that. Like Teresa, maybe not have doesn't really have the time to do that. And I yeah. think Melissa might have more of the wherewithal to kind of build that bridge between them. Uh, but they're definitely um, as a feud at the reunion. There's these rumors that Teresa has another boyfriend and mm-hmm. that she's not interested in staying with Joe. And I don't know. Do you know anything about those rumors? Or are those just I do know rumors? a lot about those rumors. Is it real? Um, Does she have a boyfriend and that this is a whole thing? You know, I mean, I think I think a lot of people said that because she was in Miami for New Year's and there was pictures of people all over her. You know, listen, when you're in a party. I mean, I could be over anybody anyway, you know, like yeah. one snapshot snapshot of something doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you're going to give up your entire life and this and mm-hmm. that. So I think once that rumor mill spreads, uh, it can get very toxic. However, listen, she's a mom first. She has four beautiful daughters. I mean, Melania's song this season. Oh, it's I just love like, the song. I literally had it in my head for two weeks. And so I was like, good. Melania, you are my favorite it's person. It's so fucking good. Um, it's just funny because we've really seen her like grow up. Like even yeah. Gia, I'm like, you're yeah. a woman. She's a woman. All of them are. I mean, Antonia, uh, Melissa's daughter, she's like a grown woman. She's now. a grown woman. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is just so fascinating. Um, so the rumors I are would, true. I would wait until the reunion to confirm or deny. Okay, I will wait until the reunion. Uh, yeah, I see. I think there's something there to these rumors because I feel like it's not just those pictures. There's been other little hints. Like mm-hmm. she was at Countess Luann's show. She's mentioned something about divorce. And then she had a story behind it. So I get that. Yeah, things I, could be misconstrued but then also it was like on watch what happens live andy asked you know why don't you call donald she's friends with donald trump the president right. why don't you call because he's due to get deported like and she just said well, well i'm not thinking about that and i don't know to me there's little signs but maybe i'm wrong and i hope that she's happy and everything works out i actually am very surprised that he was gonna get deported i thought that was like me too it's, just i don't like, like there's that there's four yeah. girls you know what yeah. i mean like no one ever really takes into account that like no, these are their children. Like yeah. they have actual children and that really matters. I mean, I co-host this radio show on Taylor Strecker's radio show every other Friday. And last time I was on, she was like, you know, uh, naughty gossip has reported that they don't see Teresa wearing her wedding ring and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, the picture you're showing me is of her right hand. And I was like, so you're <laughs> wrong about that. And she was like, no, no, but here's the other picture. And I was like, all right, so maybe she's not wearing a wedding ring, but it will get hashed out in the reunion. I oh, guarantee you that. Interesting. Now, I don't think Danielle will be back next season. You don't? I don't. No, but unless maybe she has a great reunion showing. But I feel like the way that this season's going, mm-hmm. I just feel like we, I don't know that the audience is interested in more Danielle. That's how I feel. I, you, and I like Danielle. I actually, right. I like watching Danielle. And I, I don't She's hope great that TV. that's true. You can't deny that. Agreed, right? Yeah. Like she brings at least a lot of drama to that show. The problem is, I think with her, even a couple of weeks ago when they were at Melania's album release yeah. or whatever the fuck that was, where it was an album release. It was, an okay, album it was release, a single yeah. release. It was a single yeah. release. Fetty Wap was there where it was all, Fetty Wap all good things. Yeah. She needed that. She needed come that. On, her dad's in jail. Like, come on, come on. She needed that. Uh, but I think like Danielle was talking about Margaret and to me, a lot of the things Danielle does do seem so stagey. And so like, she's trying to stir up drama because she knows that that's her role on the show. And I don't know that she's great at being covert about it, even though she inserts herself a lot where we're like, we're not even talking about you. Exactly. And I do think I like it because to me, that's funny. Like I like, I can, I can watch a scene like that and I can tell Danielle is trying to just stir the pot to like get her to airtime or whatever. 
and it's funny. Right. But like to a normal audience, they're like, oh, that's, you know, fakey. Totally. And so they're not enjoying the humor of it. And so that's why I think Danielle, I don't know how much time she has left. These last few episodes of Jersey. Now, I watch ahead, obviously, because I get the cuts early. So I never know like what the audience sees. But I can tell you that the last few episodes of Jersey are some of the best episodes of any Housewives I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Interesting. And it is wild and like enthralling, like just absolutely enthralling. And, you know, listen, with Danielle, I think she's not a full housewife, right? She's still like that kind of like friend thing that we were talking about. The thing about Danielle was even in Bimini when they were getting married. I mean, I am so not like a marriage wedding person to begin with. Me too. But when Margaret, you know, she's just like, no, I'm going to wear my fucking like sarong. Like, no, I want to wear my fucking sarong. And Danielle was like, I was like, this feels like two bridezilla. Like there's Mm -hmm. bridezillas Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. don't have reality shows. And that's hundred percent true, but it just felt so over the top yeah. that I was like, how can a 50 year old woman really, it's too much. It's too much. It's It's too too much. much. Yeah. Uh, You know, you mentioned the early cuts of the film or of the show, and I've never told this story on this podcast and I might have to edit it out because I might get in trouble somehow, but somebody had sent me early cuts of New York, you know, of last season of New York. And it wasn't me. I just want everyone to know it was not me. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. But so I was, I recap New York on the show. Like I do these very in-depth recaps and I sometimes have guests, sometimes just me, but I was doing a, a recap based on an early cut of the episode. And so I had a guest on, and my guest and I watched the early cut. We talk about the episode, and it was the— That's I think scandalous, it was the, an early cut. That's like a fine I know, cut. I know. That's, I have to tell this story. It might cut it out, but— No, so you're, I, you're not mentioning names. Just, so. As long as you promise, I won't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I can't promise—as long okay. as I don't get in trouble, it's— But so my guest and I watched the episode, and then we recap the episode, and we talk about— There was a scene in an early cut of the finale of New York from last season mm-hmm. where Luann sits on a couch, like the one we're sitting on, yeah, and she she's like— Oh, I just farted. And she farted. She mentioned she <laughs> farted to her mom, like her mom. And yeah. she has this quick little come. And so as during the recap, we were laughing. This was so hysterical to us that right. she's on camera saying, oh, I farted. Women fart too. And thinking yeah. about how far she has fallen. You know, we were, we go in depth about it. Totally. And then after the podcast came out, people were like, I rewatched the episode because you said Luann farted. I couldn't find, you know, and people were messaging me and I never told anyone, like I just ignored the DM, but it was because I got an early cut and they cut that out of the final airing of the episode. <laughs> and it was done. And I and never explained what did explained you learn, Danny Pellegrino? I learned that I can no longer <laughs> recap based on early cuts of episodes. Correct. Also, I don't get early cuts of episodes anymore. That was, it was like a weird <laughs> situation, but... Uh-oh. I never told anyone. People, so many people asked. They were like, what, "You were talking about Luann farting and that." And then I looked crazy. That's why I would never. Well, now people know that there's, you know, <laughs> it's cut. You know, <laughs> the thing is, is people don't realize it's eighty hours of filming for one hour of, of a show. <laughs> but also, how upsetting that they cut out Luann farting. Well, I know because like, who doesn't want to see that? But just know that it happened. It happened. Just know that it happened. It, you would not lie about so it. I just had to clear up. I wasn't crazy. I am crazy in a lot of ways, but that was like something where it so was different. I was like, "Yeah, she did fart." Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Tell me about Martinis and Murder. You're- yes, that is a podcast, podcast that I do on Oxygen. Thanks for the plug. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's me and my good friend, John Thrasher. Um, Who and- also, who's also my friend. Who's also your friend, which is so weird. We have such, right. It's just a small world. Yeah. Um, we love John. And my, my boyfriend is like, like his best good friend. friend. Like, very they're close so close. Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, do you know Danny? Like, I texted him randomly. He was like, 
Yes. Like he thought I was going to say something terrible. Like, oh, well, he fucking hates you. And I was oh, just like, he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going on his podcast. Um, so I need I do, him to come to LA and he'll come on. He needs to leave his fucking apartment. And I hope he <laughs> listens to this because he needs to leave his apartment. Like we were in CrimeCon, which essentially is just like it's its third iteration this year. You know, just true crime has just like blown up. And so they do a crime con and we were in Nashville and it was like our first time in Nashville. And we were there for like three days. And we, you know, we do our meet and greets, we do our podcast or whatever. And then afterwards we'd all like go out and like get hammered or whatever. And I was like, John, you need to come out and hang with us. And he's like, I'm in Walmart in my sweatpants buying soup. So no, I was like, you're in Nashville. You're a 30 year old man. Like, yeah. like, what are you doing? Uh, but he's amazing and I love him and I tease and him all the time. he's your co-host. He's my co-host. He's a good uh, foil for me. And so every single week we cover a murder or like a disappearance of, and cause John, John is a senior digital director at Oxygen. Mm-hmm. So he's in the Oxygen world. I'm in the Bravo world. We had this little mini podcast that we did just kind of fucking around before. And, and then Oxygen got wind of it and wanted him to start it. And he wanted to bring me on. And so each week we discuss a murder or a disappearance. And we drink a theme martini based on the murder that we what we discussed. So like a, a common example would be this Johnny Gosh case, who was like one of the first milk carton kids. He disappeared. Um, in the Midwest in about the 80s and uh, we had white Russians. So it all kind of like it plays into together. it. It It's funny, but it we never make fun of the victims. We never really make fun of the act. You know, we really, I think a lot of people glorify the murderers and they don't really talk about the victims, whereas we really try to. Mm. We really try and like tell their story. I have a big problem with people only ever talking about the killers because you're making them famous mm-hmm. and they murdered a mm-hmm. human being. So we have, you know, we have different... I think techniques than other podcasts do, but it's, yeah. it is funny. And out of all, like, maybe this is, this might be a stupid question out of all, yeah. like the famous murder mysteries. Like, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite of all these I stories? mean, for a while it was Jean Benet because I feel like that happened when I was six years old. And I really remember watching that story at such a young age and, you know, understanding murder, I guess, as much as you can understand it at six, that someone died. And I remember being very impacted by that. I mean, I love a conspiracy theory. So mm-hmm. like JFK will always haunt me. Um, my girlfriend is obsessed with Charlie Manson, like the, like Sharon Tate and everything that went down there. Although that's not really a conspiracy theory. Um, you know, Jean Benet was probably my first one, but now there's so many to choose from. I mean, I always say that murder is recession proof, which is kind of like a dick thing to say, but it's no, like, but true. I, I get what like you're saying, yeah. it happens no matter in good times or bad, like murders happen. Right. And some of them like it's it's kind of unfortunate because i kind of learned how to get away with like the perfect murder like i've learned yeah, from people yeah. i'm like oh my god i'm learning how to if i wanted to kill my girlfriend and get away with it like i could 100 yeah. <laughs> uh, my boyfriend he's obsessed with all the true crime stuff too and yeah. i don't watch it but he'll watch discovery id all day he loves that fucking snapped and all he that needs to stuff. watch fucking oxygen he, he, needs he to watches watch. i mean he literally watches it all yeah. like he consumes it all and i tell him all the time I'm like you're just gonna kill me murder me one day and like totally. no one's gonna know like you're gonna be able to cover it up because you watch all this stuff my mom for christmas got my girlfriend like this um this like really nice knife from france at this like specific knife maker in whatever and it has her name on it. I go, oh, great. So now when she kills me, people will know people it's hers. Know. I was like, thank you, mom. You are doing the Lord's work. And she was like, yes, I, I have. I have. Do you think with the success of Dirty John, there'll be more true crime stuff on Bravo? Um, I think the question is, is that there going to be more scripted stuff? Because scripted, I do, yeah. because Oxygen and Bravo are sister networks. We're owned by the same company. And a lot of the employees kind of cross over. So I think we're trying to keep Oxygen as very true crime. And Bravo is more like pop culture. It's just that Dirty, I thought Dirty John was so good. I thought it was my favorite yeah, scripted show on Bravo by far. 
Um, and I met Tara Newell the other day and John actually got to interview Deborah Newell because I wasn't around for it. And it was like, I can't believe like I'm meeting the somebody. Real life. Yeah, yeah, I like can't believe that. It was just so good. I hope there's more. Even though we'll you see. also sort of already had met the real life woman. It's based on Vicky Gumbelson, right? Correct. Yes. Brooks. Yes. Um, speaking of scandals, I, I, I'm going to wrap this up because I've been keeping you here forever. Oh my God, no but uh, I want to talk about like the Bravo scandals because yeah. Andy gets called on to respond a lot of times. Of course. And I wonder, like, is there, can you give me any insight on how he decides to react to scandals? And what I'm talking about is something like Tamara's son who posted these like transphobic uh, I, you know, a, a post on Instagram that people yeah. were saying was transphobic and then Tamara had liked it and maybe commented on it mm-hmm. or something like Brittany from Vanderpump Rules who her and Jax announced their pastor for the wedding and that uh, there was all these stories about the pastor, you know, saying these homophobic things. Yeah. And so I know fans are always like, Andy, you need to comment on this or with the Tamara thing. He had never, he, I don't think at this point he said anything. And I wonder, it's like, I, and I personally don't think that Andy should have to respond to something yeah. like the Tamara thing because, it, first of all, it wasn't Tamara, it was the son. He wasn't liking it. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, he wasn't reposting. I, and I think, you know. But so, how, where do you guys talk about that decision? Yeah, or, yeah, we do. We do talk about it. I mean, listen, sometimes there's just absurd things that when you comment on it, it gives it life. Yeah. And there's just some things that aren't worth giving life. I mean, I remember, and you probably know this better than me. I want to say it was like five years ago, four years ago. And I, I want to say it was Yolanda Foster, but I don't know. Maybe it was Leah Black, but I think it was Yolanda. And she had a book that was like written by like a Nazi something guy in oh like an God. Instagram photo, just like on her coffee table. <laughs> and I asked Andy, because I used to do a series called Ask Andy. And it was just like me taking fan questions, talking to my boss, like yeah. chilling. And I asked him about this. And I was like, you know, as you know, not only her boss and an executive, but as a Jewish person, you know, how do you feel about this? And he was like, well, it's a book. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. it's not like she's waving the Nazi flag and hates me. He's like, it's a book and you're allowed to read things that you don't necessarily It'll, agree uh, with. Yeah, exactly. I was you know, say, and like, I, I just remember thinking like, what a diplomatic, like honest, yeah. true response, right? Like he's not giving weight to the fact that she had this book. He's giving weight to the fact that she's reading a book. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really genius of him and true. Um, you know, some scandals I think that he has to comment on because I think um it's sort of his responsibility to comment on it and he wants to make sure that that everyone sort of is aware of how he feels but listen he's not on a reality show he's the executive producer and their boss and their friend and their confidant but i mean listen if i post something that people hate and i'm sure there's been things i've said (laughs) that people hate of me it's not his responsibility to comment he's Mm -hmm. also an observer of all these things going down right you know and so he kind of picks and chooses, I think, what he feels that he absolutely, you know, the trans thing, that's an issue that I think uh, he doesn't, it's hard to get involved with something um, because the moment you get involved with anything, whether or not you say the right thing or not, uh, everyone's, half the people are going to hate you for it. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, even if I tweeted, Danny Pellegrino is so hot. Oh, you know, Please do that. Yeah, I know. I'm doing it right now. Danny Milligrino is so hot. Uh, I could get 50 tweets being like, aren't you a fucking, you know, like, who the fuck do you think yeah. you are, you dyke? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just me commenting mm-hmm. on your attractiveness. And I'm saying something. Even something positive. Nice. Right. I, 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 so I think especially now everyone is just waiting to be offended, right. waiting and waiting and waiting. So it, 
as long as he has a diplomatic response, I feel like he can comment. Otherwise, it's just better to just leave it out there in the ether. Right. Now, I want to ask you some questions from the Facebook group. Carrie Pope asked, uh, does Andy... Hey, Carrie Pope. Well, actually, she wants to know. This is good. She wants to know if there's any behind-the-scenes stuff that happened on Scary Island that you know about. Like, was Kelly was escorted off that island, right? Were you working with Bravo at the time? I had just started with Bravo at the time, so I was. I I mean, like, Scary Island's always been like the moment that everyone. That's like the best. I I swear, everyone still references it. They literally say like it is. Nothing could really beat that. And that's the point, too, right? Because it's not scripted. You can't fucking no, script was, that shit. It was perfect. It was three episodes of perfection. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I think, truly. I although Tequila Mexico was like, yeah. it was up there for me. Right. Like, it was. Or up. the Berkshire. I mean, like, New York, the Berkshire strips. Like, there's been, they've given us so much. But Scary Island, I think, because yeah. it was the first of those, like, iconic. KKB. Of, yeah, yes. of course. Like, um, But so what was going on with Kelly? Was she. Because I've heard that she was. Going nuts on the island. Yeah, I, I I heard that as well. I wasn't with as enthralled with the housewives and with that at the time because I just started. Yeah, and you have to be professional when you first start. You can't be like, just tell me what like, Bethany and Kelly. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm saying, <laughs> but let's just say it's it's definitely infamous in our office. Oh my god, you can't tell me anymore. I don't right. know any. I, like people talk about it as just being this amazing iconic moment, and I know that it sort of, I guess set off a tsunami effect for the rest of New York City. Like, people right. still reference it. Right. Like, even Kelly now. Kelly always says she had a breakthrough, not a breakdown. But there was something else going on. It's and probably true. I also wonder, was there more footage? Like, will ever more footage be released? Like, I always wondered, why haven't they done one of those? Like, you guys you know, have you do those tapes. specials. Like, there should be a... Or they did that with the dinner party from Hell in Beverly Hills. It's like, we need something like that about Scary Island. Never say never. Never say never. It needs to happen. Like, that's all I want in life. <laughs> We've got you, Danny. We've got okay, you. is uh, Melissa Caden wants to know, uh, who, is anyone banned from coming on Watch What Happens Live or coming back to Watch What Happens Live? Yeah, there actually are a few people that are banned. Um, Scott she, Bayo. Scott Bayo, because right. he's a homophobe. And Jillian Michaels. Which oh. is weird because she's not a homophobe and one of Wait, my constituency. Wait, what is this Jillian Michaels story? You know, yeah, they're I, having a I, feud right now. I co-wrote Bob Harper's book. You know, Did I you ghost, really? Ghost wrote, co-wrote. Yeah, yeah. And they, I mean, they worked together on The Biggest Loser yeah. and I've, I've just heard things. And like, Andy's yeah. friends with Bob, I yeah, believe. Friends, yeah, yeah. Um, But Jillian Michaels and Andy are having a feud right now and uh, Jillian Michaels wasn't really nice to any of our staff. Like she wasn't i've heard she's just a nightmare i tried so yeah. hard to be a bartender when bob was coming on to promote the book and it didn't happen they and i was so mad i was like watching it and there what? was just someone dressed in like a costume <laughs> in like a animal costume or it wasn't it wasn't the shark but it was just someone and, and i, I love like, a cardboard Man. cutout of like taylor kitsch i'm like oh okay like, I, got, this like is I wanted it so bad <laughs> i was like yeah whatever um let me see here. Uh, some of these questions. Okay, let me just yeah. run through some quick questions. Sure. Favorite? I ask everyone this. Their favorite Mariah Carey song. Oh, my God. Um, I mean... Also, while I'm here, I have to say that Emily Stocker is the one who asked about your girlfriend. I didn't have the name before, but I just want to shout her out. No, thanks, Emily, for asking. That's yeah. really kind of you, actually. Because I, I, you know, the... The best disinfectant is sunlight. So the more I can say it, the better it is for me and for. Wait, I love that. Say that again. The, the best. best disinfectant is sunlight. I love that. It I is. was doing my research, and you said it's PR, not the ER. That PR, was like not a, the ER, yeah, is another that thing great. that I say. Like we never say we're gonna. You know, if someone misses something, we're like, well, we're not doctors, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one's dying. It's right. PR, not ER. Um, that's a common phrase that I say and around the office. Favorite Mariah Carey song? I mean, is it lame to say, like, all I want for Christmas is no. you? Because no. I just think it's, like, perfect. It's a, it's perfect, a perfect song. song. Yeah. It's a perfect song. She has some memorable Watch What Happens Live 
moments, oh, yeah. like when she showed up late. Ah, uh, I mean, she just and, she's like, amazing. switches seats her. with him, and like I met her once, and she was like, "I love that name," and I was like. I yeah. feel something like I, I just like, I feel something in my bones. Right. About I this. feel something. You telling me that story. Yeah. Like, uh, um, okay. Favorite Jennifer Love Hewitt movie. These are ridiculous. My God, random. Um, can't hardly wait. A classic. Yes. A uh, favorite Beyonce song. Um, hold up. Is that what it's called? Classic. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, favorite Britney or Christina. Britney. Uh, I already asked you that favorite watch. What happens guest. Oh man, favorite watch what happens guest. Um, you know, I mean, listen, it's funny because on our show, unlike any other late night show, it's like Jax and Tom will get higher ratings and like Oprah, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like people just want the Bravo. Anytime there's controversy, I just feel like that's going to be like Nini is just, she delivers, Bethany delivers. Um, we had this sort of intellectual on that I personally love because I'm like the weirdo that likes inside there. She did it called Camille Paglia and I loved her because uh, she like totally broke down the housewives in a very yeah. intellectual way. She's an art professor and she's like, Oh my God, that was riveting. Um, yeah, like I love, I all love the and uh, whenever you guys have super fans of Housewives, like I love when Casey and Danielle from Bitch Slash are on there. Because it's a phenomenon. It's, it's like, like and really everyone exciting. has yeah. opinions. You know, like right. Wendy McClendon Covey is going to be on. Leslie Grossman is so fucking good when she comes they're, on. Yeah. They're hilarious. Yeah. And like they have the real opinions. Even having Michael Rappaport on, who's like this, you know, Italian, like, oh my God, like him talking about breaking it down is like great. Right. It's great. Sometimes Michael Rappaport gets on my nerves, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, he has, I know he came out with a he controversial tweet, like, so I just like, like his house. Like, I just no, I like the juxtaposition know, yeah. of this manly guy. Uh, favorite it. boy band. Were you NSYNC Backstreet Boys 90 Degrees? I was way more NSYNC than I was Backstreet Boys. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, who? Oh, you raised your eyebrow. Interesting. Interesting. Uh-huh. I know I'm trying to. Uh-huh. Okay. Who's the most on time for, in terms of Bravo celebrities? These are Bravo. Cynthia. Cynthia's most. Cynthia who's least on time? Bravo celebrity. <laughs> like. All of them. Um, they're all late. Yeah. Yeah. They're all late. They're all late. Who's the neediest? The neediest. Depends on if, if they're on air or not. If they're on air, most of them are pretty, pretty right. needy and pretty like, I need this. I need this. I need this. Or they'll text me and be like, can you get me a drink? And I'm like, actually, no, I can't. Who's the neediest in terms of like reaches out to you and Andy the most for like nonsense? Ramona? <laughs> um... Danielle has been reaching out to me so much lately. Danielle Staub? Yeah, she's yeah. been reaching out to me a bunch. Because she worried about her job. Um, you know who – She does, she's not needy, so I'm not going to say that she's needy. But you know who texts me like really nice things all the time? Brandy Redman. Oh. She's like, I saw your commercial. You look so cute. Or she'll ask me questions, but not in like she a needy way. She probably worried about her job too, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> love Steph. We all love Steph uh, from Dallas. Who Stephanie doesn't Holman. love Steph? Yeah. She's the best. Um, who's the most beautiful in real life? Cynthia Bailey. Cynthia is the most gorgeous. Uh, who's the most likely to do cocaine? I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer <laughs> I was like, that. <laughs> uh, I want to keep my job. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. What's the most underrated Bravo show? Work of art. What about Gallery Girls, huh, Darren? Where, what the you know, fuck? I, I, like Princesses of Long Island. Like, listen, I liked Gallery Girls, but I really think it needed a few more seasons to like get to where it was going. Because yeah. not all the people in there, I felt like, could really on bring Gallery it. Girls. Yeah, yeah, on Gallery Girls. But it, that season was, I still loved it so much. Worst Housewives season? Franchise or season? Like season. Like, has there been one? Like, I know when people- like Jim and Amber Marchese were on yeah, Jersey, I just like gave no shits. Uh, what about, do you think Jackson Ramona hooked up? There's all these rumors. Tom Sandoval was on my show last week and he sort of, he sort of confirmed that it happened. Have you heard anything? Um, I haven't heard. I mean, I haven't heard necessarily that it like a hundred percent happened because everything's hearsay unless you were there. I wouldn't be surprised. 
why hasn't Marlo gotten a peach? Is it because there's rumors that it was because she was doing another show with Candy and then she was difficult? Or I think that, that they're was- still trying to like test her. Like she also kind of really works as a friend. Like she yeah. works as that sidekick who's yeah. just going to be like saying the shitty things that you can always say and being that like fashionable person. I mean, she loses her luggage on an upcoming episode of Atlanta and it's like, yes, it's riveting. riveting. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite probably song? Oh my God. I mean, okay. For a while, like I loved on display with Melissa Gorga. It's for great. St- yeah. it's, it's a it's great, great song. It totally got caught in my head. Melania's song has been stuck in my head for two weeks. On display is underrated too. I feel like people don't give it the due it deserves. Right? Yeah, I think that I think that's true. Um, you know, listen, don't be tardy. Classic. Classic. Her new one wig. I don't even like Kim Zolciak, but that wig song was it's great. Good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, of all time, I mean, like Chic Say La Vie. Like, Chic Say La Vie. Ah, I was just I could never to that not over listen the to that song. Oh, so so good. It's so good. Now. I mean, you could pass this message along. I've been telling every okay. Bravo celebrity that comes on my show, I pass this along. I need them to do a holiday song. I need one of them to do like a Christmas song so that around the holidays, yeah. I can play all the gays, all the women, everyone who watches Bravo. That's a really good can point, play Danny. like something. And I said, just who do you want Luan, it to be? Do you want it to be Dorinda? Because I feel I, like she's Mother Christmas. I would love a Dorinda. I would love literally anyone. Like <laughs> DJ James Kennedy, throw a jingle bell oh. on a track. Oh. Like let's get a silver bell on Countess Luann's track. Yeah. Well, someone can be Santa. Like, okay. We can, or or we could even do like a Bravo uh, mixtape, like a Christmas at Bravo or I'm holidays at Bravo. Pretty shocked that no one has done that. I tell, I had James Kennedy on like last summer, and I was like, "You have to get this going." Like people would just buy it, even if it was the worst fucking thing in the world. Yeah, they still buy it, even as like ironically a joke. <laughs> right, and we play it at our Christmas parties. Hundred percent. I don't know why no one does it. Darren, thank you so much for chatting with me. I kept you so long. No, Danny, this was amazing. Thanks for having me. Where like, can people find you on social media? At Carpe Darren, C A R P E D A R Y N. It's just my name backwards, pretty and, much. And uh, Martinis and Murder. Where can people Martinis listen? and Murder? You can find that on Oxygen.com. You can find it anywhere you get any podcast. If you're listening to this. You can get it on the podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, anything like that. And you're also doing Bravo pregame. I do Bravo pregame. In fact, that is coming back for – I'm going to do – Basically, we're not going to do in-studio anymore. It's just going to be my personal interviews with all of the guests on Watch What Happens Live, all the housewives, so I get all the gossip before they go on the show. And oh, I, like, like I get their, I get them doing their makeup and all behind the scenes very raw. So keep on the lookout at BravoTV.com for that. Uh, Darren, I could talk to you forever. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, I love Danny. you so much for coming. And I, I love you. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Wasn't Darren great? I loved her so, so much. I could have chatted with her forever. Now I want to tell you all that there will be a Vanderpump Rules bonus episode recap coming very soon. And then on Thursday, there'll be another Lindsay Lohan recap, along with hopefully some Real Houses in New Jersey. What else? We should do our little cool down now, our our fun little... <laughs> I feel like I always have to preface it with, like, it's a cheesy little cool down. Because otherwise I get DM'd. People are like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, what did you do? And so let's do our little cool down. And uh, what else? I also sometimes feel like I have to preface and talk about our theme song, because <laughs> I'll get messages about that, too. People like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, I love it. I love that it's cheesy and silly. And it's a song by Kimberly Locke, and I think it's the best. But <laughs> I'm constantly feeling DMs that are like, what the fuck is this song that is your theme song? Now, I love it. It's by Kimberly Locke, and it's called Raise Your Hand. So if you want to download it. Anyway, let's get to our cool down. <laughs> let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Take a deep breath out. Let's take another deep breath in. Think of something that maybe some people consider embarrassing to like. You know, movie, TV show, breathe out. Now, I just mentioned the Kimberly Locke song, which I love. But a lot of us, I think, that watch Bravo, we have a lot of interests that maybe are considered guilty pleasures. I think it's important to always embrace the things that that you like. Don't be afraid to love out loud. (laughs) If you like something, just be able to celebrate that, especially in these dark times in this dark world. I think it's great when you can find something that brings you a little bit of joy. So if it's something that many consider embarrassing, whether it be online or in person, don't ever feel embarrassed about things that you like. So I want to thank you all so much for listening. I love you so, so much. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.